figured I would just sit down and just, you know, fuck it. Let's let's do a podcast. Hello? Really? We should do a podcast. Hello? Hey, this would be a great podcast. Let's fun. Let's do it. Cliffy, it's Uncle Cliff, Cliff. Cliffy? Hello, Cliffy? It's podcast time. Gimme, gimme, gimme a man after midnight. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Are you listening? This is episode one. Clippy, it's Grandma Clip Clip. No way. I think it's gonna be terrible. Clicky boom boom down. Clip, this is your uncle Clip Clip. Here's the host of Birthday Boy Podcast. Terrible. The one and the only. The Jenny Boy. Positivity is for fucking assholes. My little baby boy. Did you write La Poopy? Baby Butter Boy. On one of the sausage sandwiches. Womack style. Hey, Leo. Lindy. This sandwich says La Poopy on it. I love you. What are you trying to serve here? Toggling your balls. Any tips? Toggling your balls. For eating abroad. Uh, toggling his balls. Uh, Just below your nipple. Wait a minute. The biggest one yet. Grown ass adults. Toggle your balls. Wearing sports jerseys. Toggling your balls. The road rash book. Fifty shades of gray. Hot and twilight. The biggest one yet. Tremendous talent. Lindy. Oh my god. I got a little getting even to do. It's going to be outrageous. Kindness matters. Your grandmother. La Balena Blanca Bastante. Great Donnell Winslow. With a capable whitefish. Lippy baseball. The whitefish is semen. Lippy. The whitefish is semen. Sweet Fern piss stains. My little baby butter boy, little butter boy, clippy boy, baby boy. Knob, New Hampshire. Sweet Arnold P. Quackers. That's how you get blisters, Clippy. <laughs> That's how you get blisters. Fauntleroy Fuckleberry, and of course, Womack style. Anus Von Sweets. That short tastes delicious. In my mouth. Yeah, you got y'all got ratatouille. Bibleopoly, Cliff. Everybody down! Boggle, you balls. We got bigs at three o'clock. The oatmeal tasting booth. Get to your foxholes, goddammit! Boggling your balls. Hello, sixties, my old friend. Boggle, you balls. Baby butter boy. I'm better than a lot of people. The biggest man, the best. And I just want to point that out. You goddamn butter boy, son of a bitch. Cliff, this is Cliffbot 9000. I can't get a fuck out of you, son of a bitch. Wouldn't you like an oatmeal taste? Your grandmother just told me the good news. Oh, look up, look down, freak out, freak out, yeah. Helmet mayonnaise. Ever came up with fry yay? The rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air. I hate you. And a delicious Helios pizza in your oven. It's partly cloudy. Hashtag blessed. Puzzle, you balls. I call it the Butter Boy Express. Womack style. Ching ching money. Me. Me. You. My so called friends. For the Womack family holiday spectacular. Happy to pop in and say hi. After four long, tense days, we've reached a historic moment in this election. We can now project the winner of the presidential race. CNN projects Joseph R. Biden Jr. is elected the 46th president of the United States, winning the White House and denying President Trump a second term. We're able to make this projection because CNN projects Biden wins Pennsylvania. The former vice president in his third run for the highest office, pulling off a rare defeat of a sitting commander in chief. 
With this victory, Kamala Harris is set to become the first woman and the first person of color to be the vice president. Again, CNN projects Joe Biden will become the 46th president of the United States. have spoken. They've delivered us a clear victory, a convincing victory, a victory for we the people. We've won with the most votes ever cast on presidential ticket in the history of the nation. 74 million. I pledge to be a president who seeks not to divide, but unify. Who doesn't see red states and blue states, only sees the United States. What's going on, everybody? Oh, man. What a week. Some sounds of the celebrations and what have you. I don't know what else to say except Saturday was a good day. Really good. Not for everybody. But for me, and for a lot of us, it's pretty fucking good. And this tune, uh, this is the new Dead Mouse, bridged by a light wave. Thought I'd mix together some sounds of celebration you can hear in the background a little bit there. Listen, when the whole fucking planet is celebrating because you're out of here, you fucking suck. Alright, you racist fucking knob. I won't get into what this means to me personally, but it means a lot. Whew. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Episode 65. New president-elect. Is he perfect? No. But good God. After the last four fucking years of uh, racism, transphobia, Islamophobia, xenophobia, whatever phobia you can think of, these pussies out there running wild with their fucking flags and honking their horns and all this shit. I'm not saying it's over, but this is a pretty goddamn good start, and I'll take it. Episode 65 of the Birthday Boy Podcast. Here we are. Oh, man. Saturday was a good day. And on top of that, on top of everything that happened, 
All right, on top of uh, on top of our new president elect, which is pretty goddamn good. Four seasons, landscaping. Come on. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, everybody knows by now. So Trump had a had a tweet early in the morning on Saturday, saying there's a press conference at the Four Seasons in Philadelphia shortly later this morning. Not long after that, he tweeted, "There's a press conference at Four Seasons, <laughs> Four Seasons landscaping," <laughs> uh, because uh, some dumb fuck, somebody fucked up amidst the the four years of endless fuck ups. Just one last colossal awesome fuck-up from this gang. And uh, they were supposed to send old Rudy Giuliani and the rest of the Jagoffs to the Four Seasons Hotel <laughs> to hold a press conference about all the you know voter fraud bullshit that they, uh, that they claim is happening. And it is not. <clears throat> Has been proven by numerous sources, experts, scientists, analysts, whatever you want to call them, investigators. Uh, they said it's the least corrupt election in history. The least, whatever they said, the least amount of fraud, the least amount of, it was just like, all right, dickhead, 306 to 223, uh, two, two, uh, excuse me, 232, you're out of here. Landslide, motherfucker. If the last, if four years ago was a landslide and this is the exact same numbers in reverse, then it's a fucking landslide, asshole, and you're fucking done. You're fired. Anyway. It's a nice feeling, uh, but the but but, but the uh, the landscaping the four, so so they were supposed to go to the Four Seasons Hotel in Philadelphia. Somebody obviously booked the Four Seasons uh, Landscaping LLC <laughs> yeah, somewhere in the outskirts of Philadelphia, just some uh, between a uh, between a dildo store and a crematorium. And so Rudy Giuliani got to stand in front of this beat-ass old garage that looks like downtown anywhere on the planet, or anywhere in the United States anyways. Just, you know, your classic, just sort of, yeah, industrial, old kind of beat-ass place. The uh, kind of place that I love. I love old sort of run-down. Run-down, but yet revitalized. Revitalized, because there's obviously a thriving dildo shop, there's a thriving crematorium, and there's a thriving... Now there's a really thriving landscaping company right across the street from said dildo shop. And uh, so so instead of going to the Four Seasons and giving the press conference, they had to... Uh, they had to... Uh, they had to <laughs> hightail it on over. They had to whisk old Rudy... Old Tuck in Rudy had to whisk be whisked over to the Four Seasons Landscaping Company and give a press conference on voter fraud in front of a garage. <laughs> a garage door with gardening tools in the background. Oh man, it's perfect. It's per it's a perfect end to this miserable four fucking years. Oh my god, it's just perfect. And uh, yeah, I've got my I've got my Four Seasons landscaping T-shirt on the way, which I'm very excited about. That's that's as big a part of Saturday's uh, historic <laughs> events as anything else. So I'm very very thrilled to be uh, receiving my Four Seasons landscaping T-shirt very very soon. Uh, but listen, uh, that's very good. That's very good. That's all. He's out, and that's uh, you know. 
the dude's a racist. The dude's fucking shouting out to white supremacists. There's no, you know, okay, the first time around, eh, I guess you just, you just didn't know, maybe, maybe, even though the rest of us did. Uh, the second time around, there's no excuse. So go fuck yourself. Uh, if you were on that train, if you were on the Trump train, uh, you know, may, may the train be derailed from the tracks and may you be on board as it <laughs> plummets <laughs> off the bridge 500 feet into the ravine below. Because that's pretty much what's happening right now. And, uh, yeah, you know, listen, I'm not going to get into it. I'm just not. It's it's enough. We, we get it. The dude, Biden won, Trump lost. That's good. That's a good thing. He's out. And I'm very happy. So we kick off the podcast with a little a little celebratory music and some sounds, some of the sounds of the weekend, which was nice. Uh, but on a lighter note, the, so this Four Seasons thing, uh, so they set up a... They set up a voter fraud hotline. They set up a whole hotline that you could call and 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 whatever, give your uh, testimony or give your you know if you witnessed voter fraud taking place on election day, you're encouraged to call the Trump War Room voter fraud hotline. I can't stop laughing, and uh, and 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 whatever, give your give your account of of what did you witness voter fraud did you witness tampering at the polls call the hotline and give your give your information so naturally i called the hotline uh, quite a few times and uh, i'm going to pull up some clips for you i i did play these for for others and uh, i put a couple of them on the birthday boy podcast facebook page but right now i'm going to play i'm going to play all of them Actually, I'm going to take a break and get water. Then we're going to come back on the Birthday Boy podcast, and then we're going to play some fun clips of uh, me and uh, and a few familiar characters calling the <laughs> calling the voter fraud hotline over this uh, these past few days. So stay right here. Uh, we're coming right back with some some fun stuff on the Birthday Boy podcast. All right. Welcome back to your soul. To the old birthday boy podcast. Hey, by the way, oh, oh, hey. Got some exciting news. I guess it's relevant, irrelevant to you guys, but oh, By the way, this is Orville Peck, small town boy. Before I get into my prank calls to the Trump jackass line, uh, Birthday Boy Podcast is now on Stitcher. Yeah. It's about time. I tried to put it up there months ago. Months, I tell you. And I don't know what happened, but it just... It never got approved. And then this afternoon I said, you know, what if I just, like... I don't know. What if I just, like, try it again? And so I did, and within a few seconds it was approved, and within like an hour it was up on Stitcher. Like, okay. So I sat there refreshing this fucking thing for days and days and days. Because it took a few... I submitted to Stitcher and iHeartRadio at the same time. Whenever that was. Last spring, maybe? I don't even know. 
And it took a few days for it to show up on iHeartRadio. It's okay. Well, I guess it'll take a few days for it to show up on Stitcher. And they said that at the time. They said it might, could take a week. Okay. Well, I'll hang out. I'll hang in there until it does. And uh, it never did. And so I did it again today, and I don't know if they changed their policy or they changed something, but either way, the Birthday Boy podcast is now on Stitcher. Finally. We're everywhere now. Officially. That was the last... That was the last barricade. That was the last barrier to superstardom. And now we've made it on Stitcher. So, hey, it's good to be on Stitcher. If you're listening on Stitcher, welcome. And thank you for tuning in to the Birthday Boy Podcast on Stitcher. And Spotify, and Google, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts, and pretty much everywhere. Now, officially, it's it's everywhere. Uh, by the way, a little little glimpse into the war, into, into my war room here. I've got the local news on. There's Mark Wankum, Wankum, Wankum's wacky weather. Always like that on a Friday night. See what the uh, see what the old forecast is looking like. Uh, all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, that's good. That's fun. Uh, I've got uh, Falger and Maz. Couple, you know, Boston. Boston's. I, th- I think they they have to be by far. They're the highest rated Boston sports duo, sports radio hosts. Oh, look at that! Felger shaved. Huh. Does not look great. Better with the peach fuzz. Anyway, I got the Masters on one screen. I've got the 1992 Survivor Series on another screen. I've got Wankum's Wacky Weather with the WCVB News on another screen. CNN. And then 98.5, the sports hub, Felger and Maz on NBC Sports Boston. Talking about, oh, no, I guess he does have the peach fuzz. I, I guess from the, the wide shot, he looked like he was smooth a smooth boy. But I guess he's got the he's got the, the facial hair. Anyways, who cares? And, yeah, I do have CNN. This has been crazy. I, n- I don't watch cable news ever. Not, I, none, none of it. I You know, the only time that CNN or MSNBC or any of those major uh, cable news networks comes on as if it's something if there's just huge news that you know you're going to tune to these stations and no matter what the quote-unquote bias or slant of these networks might be which it's really that's the prime time hours when they're kind of that's when they bring on the opinion people and the the characters uh the entertainment characters whatever you want to call them uh i don't really I just don't watch cable news it's you know why why would I? It sucks. I watch the morning I watch Boston twenty five news in the morning with Gene Levanche and Sarah Underwood and Elizabeth Hopkins and Weather with Shiri Spear <laughs> and all my favorites. Daniel Miller, all the Jason Brewer. Uh what's her name? Can't think of her name, the traffic. Oh man. I'm sorry. I f I can't I just completely blanking on the traffic person who I I see her every day, and I know her name, and I can't think of it. And then I watch WCVB, the local Boston news, ABC Five, uh, you know, with uh, with Ed Hardy and Maria Stefanos, who actually responded to me on Twitter the other day, which was nice. She asked uh, something about candy, Halloween candy, a couple weeks ago. I, I forgot what it was, and I, I responded, and she responded to me. It was nice. She's very nice. She's that's a that's a news duo. That Ed Hardy, is it Hardy or Harding? I can never remember. And Maria Stefanos, they are 
That's a perfect anchor desk professional duo. That's what I want my news people to look like, to act like. Just, you know, two good-looking people, professionally, nicely dressed, the whole thing, the whole nine. And then you got you got Wankum, Wankum's Wacky Weather. Uh, he, he's part of the package, and, you know, we love him. We love him around here, so that's great. Anyways, but I would never watch fucking CNN and any of this other shit unless there's something huge, like an election or, you know, a major, major news story that's just being covered. It's, you know, but I wouldn't just have them on for the sake of just having them on. But I'll tell you what, man, <laughs> these last two weeks, it's been all of my screens when I'm just doing my, my day job, when I'm sitting here, uh, and I have its on a typical day it's a couple sports shows it's really just sports it's basically sports that's about it and then the evening news and uh the last couple weeks leading up to the election i had a screen on cnn i had a screen on msnbc i had a screen on fucking fox news yeah which i would never touch that shit but i had them i had everything on and i'm just yeah like a like a goddamn insane person and now i get why these old people who are retired and they sit around and they watch Fox News or they watch MSNBC. They watch these cable things all day, and it makes them crazy and angry, and just just angers up the blood. And I get it because it's just it's nonstop. It's really bad. I, but anyways, I have it on now because I you know this is this is the end of my having CNN on it on one of my screens because I, you know, I had to see the final tallies and now we got them. It's three oh six to two thirty two. So I think I think this is just about the end. But I have enjoyed watching that John King running the big board, you know, running the map. And my God, you know, in addition to the insights and the analysis and being able to just, the guy knows where every county is in every state to just zoom in on every county and be able to speak to it so expertly. Uh, and then to do it while having a suit and a sport. You know, the guy, MSNBC guy has his, you know, he's got the sleeves rolled up. He's crazy. He looks like, you know, Charlie from Sunny in Philadelphia with all the, you know, strings and tacks on the on the map with the cigarette in his mouth. The, the MSNBC guy looks like that. And then you got John King who's just, man, just a just one cool customer. Just, just kind of speaks like this. He zooms in. We'll see here. You've got uh, 12,000 electoral, 12,000. Uh, ballots received. That's eighty-six percent, and uh, six thousand of them go. You know, it's a, every county, every state. The guy zooms in. He just knows his shit. It's very impressive. I've never really, you know, he's always on, and he's always just. I kind of, I'm like, ah, oh, it's fucking, it's this guy again. But I've really come to appreciate him uh, over these last uh, two or three weeks. Anyway, but yeah, I think that's. I think it's about the end. Uh, that's that's the end of me having CNN on the TV, it is just, it's just the fucking worst, it's just cable news, my god, anyway, it's good, I guess it's good to have, you know, one screen in the background, it's no, it's not like I'm sitting there watching it, it's just on, so I can turn around occasionally and see what the headline is, see what they're talking about, but now it's back to, back to the usual, you know, in the morning, I've got the news, I've got Dan Patrick, right now I have the Masters, uh, and then, you know, the afternoon, it's like, Sports shows, Jim Rome, Colin Cowherd, I have on the screens, and who cares? Anyway, you want to hear some uh, some of my calls? So I called the Trump line. I'm going to play this first call. It's actually the second part of a call, but I didn't record myself doing the first call, which I'm I don't know why that was stupid. But I originally called the Trump voter fraud hotline because I wanted to 
initially uh, report my children. So I called, Sunday was the first call that I made around 5 o'clock, uh, and I reported that I had an Almond Joy in my desk drawer, which was really, I, honestly, I just I stole that from Kirby Enthusiasm, the episode where Larry, he goes to, to be on jury duty, and they ask him if he's ever been the victim of a hate crime, uh, and he said that he, his cousin once stole... Uh, one stolen almond joy from him, and it was very hurtful at the time. So that always that always made me laugh. So I called uh, called the voter fraud hotline and said that I had an almond joy in my desk drawer, uh, and that it was on election day. It was there in the morning when I went to go vote, and uh, but when I came home, uh, it was gone. And I mentioned that I suspected that my crooked and corrupt fake news kids are to blame, and that it's very sad and very unfair. And uh, so that was that was my first call to the voter fraud hotline, and I, I posted that on Facebook as well as the, the phone number so that anybody who wanted to could go and, and call the, the, the fraud hotline. And uh, so, I, so I posted that and got, you know, had some funny, funny back and forth. And then my friend Michelle, uh, well, first, uh, my, my buddy Alex said, are you sure it wasn't a Mounds bar? And I said, fake news. I'm a milk, chocolate, and nuts kind of guy. But just to be safe, I should call and report a potential missing Mounds bar. And he said, hey, Almond Joy's got nuts. Mounds don't. To which I responded, sometimes I feel like a nut. Sometimes I don't. Uh, and then my friend Michelle said, I took your Almond Joy. And parenthetically, was influenced by four years of corruption from the highest office in the land. Uh, she then said, you should announce the theft during a shady news conference in a landscaping company parking lot. I said, if only there was a, if only there was one next to a dildo shop and across from a crematorium, I know, I'll call Rudy. He must know a place. And uh, anyway, so we went on and on. And then uh, my buddy D-Train said, um, I took your Almond Joy. No need to cover for me, Michelle. And, uh, and then I said, wow, clearly, clearly I need to call this hotline because there's some, there's some breaking news here. Getting a lot of information. So this was the second call. So the first call is not recorded. There's no record of it. Well, I guess on the on the Trump side of things, they have a maybe a record of it somewhere. But uh, that was the, that was the first call. The second call, I do have it recorded, and that was a follow up with some of these uh, these developments that I just read to you. So let's let's take a listen. Thank you for calling the Trump National War Room. All of our agents are busy helping other callers. At the tone, please record your message. When you finish recording, you may hang up or press the pound key for more options. Yeah, hi, it's it's me. Uh, I called earlier about an hour ago about the Almond Joy. You know, I'm, yeah, it's me. I'm the I'm the Almond Joy guy from about an hour, maybe two hours ago. You know, I mean, you know my voice. You know, obviously, I'm the Almond Joy guy. This is a big deal. Uh, I've got some updates, and I'm, get your get your pen and paper ready, whatever you have. Get your best guys on this because this is, uh, you know, this thing runs deeper than we originally thought. I, I'm kind of cracking the case wide open here. A lot of developments uh, coming into the into the, the the newsroom, if you will, the war room here. Uh, as I'm trying to monitor the situation, of course. Uh, originally, I stated I have uh, you know some some election day fraud. Uh, related issues, uh, you know, irregularities, if you will, uh, had the Almond Joy in my drawer. It was there when I went to vote, came home, it wasn't there. I blamed it on my corrupt, crooked, fake news kids. 
um, but I'm I'm getting some developments, and it might not actually be them. So I, I just I, I need to tell you, I have a uh, my friend Michelle said just said I mean just admitted just admitted I I took your almond joy, and in parentheses adds was influenced by four years of corruption from the highest office in the land. I don't know what that means exactly. If it's uh, you know ripping children from their families at the border, putting them in cages, you know, the, uh, the endless shouting out to uh, white nationalists, white supremacist groups, right, white supremacist groups, uh, the racism, you know, the general bigotry and, and bullying and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. I, I don't know exactly uh, what corruption uh, and, and things like that that she's referring to, but I'm just, it could be one of those things. Um, and so as a result of that, she's saying that she took the Almond Joy. Um, but then the next announcement I have is from my buddy Dave, D-Train. I mean, let's just call him D-Train. You, you guys know him as D-Train, I'm sure, as well as I do, as well as everybody does. He's D-Train. Uh, he's saying, I took your Almond Joy. No need to cover for me, Michelle. So Michelle's saying she took the Almond Joy as a result of the racism and homophobia and bigotry and the bullshit uh, corruption of the administration. Um, but now D-Train is saying that he took the Almond Joy. I'm getting another piece of information that's coming in from Alex, my buddy Alex, who asks, he's saying, are you sure it wasn't a Mounds bar? Now, I'm not really a Mounds guy. Almond Joy's got nuts. We know this much. Mounds don't. Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. I always feel like a nut, which is why I know in my heart of hearts that the that the candy bar in question was indeed an Almond Joy. I don't think anybody would have taken a Mounds because I wouldn't have had a Mounds. You've exceeded maximum uh, voicemail duration. Your message will be deleted unless you press 3 to save it. Well, we got to save Listen to your message. Press Message sent. <sighs> Thank you for calling. Thank Bye. God. Well, I can't just let this, I mean, obviously we're not not done, not done, not done here. Thank you for calling the Trump National War Room. All of our agents are busy helping other callers. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press the pound key for more options. Uh, listen, I'll make this quick. I just let. I just sent a message. I'm. It's me, the Almond Joy guy. It was definitely not a mounds. I don't want anybody to be confused. My buddy Alex is saying. Are you sure it wasn't a mounds? I'm positive. As I just said at the end of my last message, it almost got cut off. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Almond Joy's got nuts. Mounds don't. I don't like mounds. I don't like dark chocolate. I like nuts. I I don't sometimes feel like a nut. I always feel like a nut. And so it was definitely an Almond Joy. It was there Tuesday morning. I went to vote. Came home. It was not there. The Almond Joy is gone. I thought it was my fake news, corrupt, crooked kids but now i've got multiple friends so-called friends on facebook saying it was them so it was either michelle it could have been d train uh we don't know but i'm just we're cracking the case wide open i need you to get i assume that the lines are busy because you have your best guys already on this thing but i'm just telling you there's some shit going down on election day this past week and i'm i'm just i'll keep calling with updates but that's that's what i have right now but i can tell you uh, this, the chances that were, it was a Mounds bar and not an Almond Joy is about the same chance uh, that uh, that your guy is uh, is 
you know, going to be president in a few months, which is zero because he's not because he lost because Biden won fair and square, not by any other bullshit means that you guys are talking about. Um, but anyways, the Almond Joy thing is really the big story. I, I think we can all agree on that. I don't know what to say. I'll just keep calling back with updates. OK. All right. Thank you. So there was there was my first call, the Almond Joy caper. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And by the way, this is just this is breaking news. I'm gonna I'm gonna play some more of these, but this is breaking news right here. Hold on a sec. I just uh, Trump campaign ends voter fraud hotline after it's filled with prank calls. This is from about an hour ago. I don't know when this this came in. Uh, yeah, about 3.30 p.m. this afternoon. It's about 5.30 right now. I'm recording this on Friday the 13th. Trump campaign ends voter fraud hotline after it's filled with prank calls. The Trump campaign has ended a hotline it established last week for people to report, whoa, report voter fraud allegations after the line was filled with prank calls. The campaign established a conference room. Oh, that is so good. I mean, that's my only regret is I couldn't get through to an actual person. I would have loved, loved that. The campaign established a conference room dedicated to the hotline where staffers could take the calls, CNN reported. However, unidentified sources told the outlet that many of the calls were spam or individuals mocking the hotline. Oh, this is so good. The campaign is establishing a website where users can submit voter fraud allegations. Well, we'll have to check out that website, won't we? ABC News reported last week that the hotline, which also directed callers to a voicemail box, was flooded with messages mocking the campaign in the wake of President-elect Joe Biden winning the race for the White House. The president's son, Eric Trump, last week claimed that the Democratic National Committee was spamming our voter fraud hotline. <laughs> the stupidest fucking guy. Hey, to be the stupidest one with the last name of Trump is pretty fucking impressive. And this guy just knocks it out of the park every time. You fucking dope. Let's see, what did Beavis say? Spamming our voter fraud hotline. Although he did not provide evidence. Oh, really? That's odd. Somebody named Trump just saying something without anything to back it up. That's so strange. Oh, God, what a goon. Uh, Associated Press and other news organizations predicted by the way. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so anyways. So the Trump voter fraud hotline is officially... <laughs> has officially been disconnected. Oh, God, it's been such a great week. Let me tell you, and I'll play some more calls. I've got a couple more calls. Well, I've got maybe one or two more. Uh, I think I've yeah I've got I've got at least one more two more that I did and then I've got two uh, two two well the, the Womack family they got in on the fun as well I'll play that for you in a sec but uh, I got to tell you what a week you got you got Joe Biden and Kamala Harris winning the election you got the Four Seasons landscaping I got my contract at work extended. Not by a, not by the amount that I wish that it would have been extended, but still, uh, it's very small extension. But at least, uh, at least another, you know, another month that I'll be in my uh, in my current role, which is great, and hopefully it'll keep going. But you know, at least, at least, at least we keep that rolling. And today, today, just today, major, major milestone here. So I officially have lost. Since April of 2019, it's been quite the up and down roller coaster, yo-yo, Oprah Winfrey type journey. But as of today, 
Friday, November 13th, 2020. The birthday boy, Johnny Boy, has lost 40 pounds. Oh, baby, look out. This fat boy is getting real skinny real fast. I've always been a, as I like to say, I'm a, I'm a skinny man trapped in a fat man's body. But not for long. Still have a ways to go. God, it's crazy, too. When I, I was looking back, I mean, if anybody watched the Birthday Boy podcast that I did, the live shit that I did back in uh, April, May, into early June, I had almost gained back all of the weight that I had lost from from really, you know, I, I think I lost about 30 pounds in the course of a few, from April of 2019 to September, or to August. I think I got, uh, uh, yeah, I lost 30 pounds. I had dropped 30 pounds, I think, 25. Maybe it was just 25. I don't think I got to 30 pounds. I think 30 just happened over this, this past summer, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> so I lost 25 pounds in about four months last year. 25 pounds. Then I gained a bunch during Halloween. Then I lost a little. Then I gained a bunch during Thanksgiving. Then I lost a little. Then I gained a bunch during Christmas. Then I got my shit together. January, February, I was getting back down there. I'd lost, you know, got back to that 25-pound weight loss mark. And then the COVID hit. And then the, you know, the stress and the whatever. Whatever excuse I can find, I'll fucking stuff my fat face. And I certainly did during the months of March, April, and May. And I was I was back to within like 10 or 11 pounds of where I had I had started a year before. So I lost 25 pounds, gained about 15 back. So So I've really I've lost 40 pounds overall, but really since uh, since June I don't know, what what is that? Maybe almost 20 pounds since June, I guess. Uh, no, more than that. Almost what am I talking about? Almost 30. Almost 30 pounds since June. Unfortunately, it's 30 pounds that I had lost and then found and then lost again. So it would have been nice if I could have kept the thing going the whole time because then I then I'd really be down in a in a in a reasonable range that I'd like to be in. But hey, fucking hey, I lost 40 pounds. Took 18 months of ups and took 18 months of ups and downs, but the birthday boy lost 40 pounds. And that's my rhyme of the week. All right. <clears throat> So it's been a good week, you know, get a new president who's not a giant fucking piece of trash and, uh, you know, losing weight and, uh, I don't know, a bunch of other stuff. So it's all good. Hopefully let's keep riding that because the, the year has been uh, a fucking shit show in a lot of ways. So let's end strong. That's nice. And, and start, you know, 2021, let's. Keep, keep it going. I don't know. All right, I got to take another quick break, and then I'm going to play more of these calls right here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, Rocking pretty hard on this week's Birthday Boy Podcast, Intercorrupted by Ra. Nothing matters in the end. Fear is in the air and no one is 
I don't know. I've been listening. You know, I love Sirius XM. I've been listening to a lot more music channels because I listen to a lot. I do listen to a lot of music channels, but it's mostly like Sinatra, the 40s channel, the Chill, Lithium, and then you know Howard Stern and Busted Open Radio and some other things. But I've, I've been really getting into you know listening to other stations, you know the hair metal station and the liquid metal station and Ozzy's Boneyard. <laughs> For some high octane adrenaline fueled rock and roll. Anyway. Alright. So this is this is raw with uh, something. Intercorrupted. Intercorrupted planetary. <laughs> Alright, you wanna hear some Let's listen to some shit here. Uh, what do we have? Alright. Fade this out. So, I've got a... So, I played another... Uh, okay. So, I called back again. This was a thing that people were doing. I called the, the Trump voter fraud hotline. This is a quick one. Let's get this one. Thank you for calling the Trump National War Room. All of our agents are busy helping other callers. At the tone, please record your message. Kind of sounds like Cliff. You may hang up or press the pound key for more options. Yeah, hi. Uh, I wanted to call the war room because I have some pretty uh, important information about the election that you guys, I think, need to hear. Thanks. (laughs) Short and sweet. But I felt that was uh, that was necessary, and then here's one uh, I called the uh, the Trump War Room with some pretty damning information about the election day. Uh, this is this is a pretty legit call. Let's take a listen. Oh, thank you for calling the Trump National War Room. All of our agents are busy helping other callers. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press the pound key for more options. Yeah, hi, good afternoon. Uh, I was calling about some really weird, shady stuff that I saw on Tuesday at my polling place. Uh, there were these few guys, or at least at least three, no, no fewer than three guys, really suspicious looking. They were dressed the same red shirts uh like jeans work boots like green they all had green hats and they had uh these weird kind of i wouldn't even say if it was a mask they didn't have a mask on their face but it was like a mask over their eyes almost like glasses like black a black mask with eye holes that kind of looked like glasses too very cartoonish um they got out of this van um and there, an old woman was driving. They were they were real suspicious looking. And I, you know, uh, see something, uh, see something, say something, right? Um, so they they were just strange, kind of evil grins. Um, and the weird thing is, they were they were they were like dog. They literally looked like dogs, like half man, half dogs, almost like beagles. 
like half man, half beagle, like boys, like beagle boys, I guess is the best way to describe it. They look like beagle boys, like literal beagle boys. Um, and they got out of this truck that was kind of parked over in the shade under some trees, real suspicious. It looked like their ma was in the truck, you know, ma, be- I, I don't know. It was an old lady. I, I presume would be their ma, ma beagle. Um, I don't know what was going on, but it was, it was weird stuff. I don't know. Um, you know, you got, you got beagle boy shenanigans at the polling place and I'm just, I'm worried about democracy. Uh, I'm worried about the integrity of the election. Uh, most importantly, I'm, I'm worried now if this is the beagle boys that I think they are, um, I'm, I'm mostly worried about my uncle, uh, my uncle Scrooge. So I'm worried about uncle Scrooge. Okay, so, I don't know. The Beagle Boys are out there. They've obviously broken out, and uh, I don't know what they're capable of, but it's uh, it's dangerous. Um, okay, God bless America, and, and God bless Uncle Scrooge. <laughs> uh, there you go. Some Beagle Boy shenanigans uh, happening here in, in Duckburg. You know, I mean, what's next? Magicka, Dispel? Glongold, it just never ends. Just and the the endless, the endless number of villains out there. Uh, now, now, I wasn't the only one who called the uh, the voter fraud hotline. A couple of a uh, couple of Cliffy's family members called as well. Uh, Uncle Cliff actually made a call. Uh, and here's something I didn't know. I mean, I know Uncle Cliff is from Winston Salem, but I guess he's uh, I don't know as he moved. I thought he was trying to open up uh, the Oat K Corral or possibly uh, Mouth Pleasures uh, oatmeal tasting restaurant, the oatmeal restaurant, Mouth Pleasures, which uh, who knows what's going on with that whole controversy. But apparently, apparently Uncle Cliff got a got a job at the uh, at the dildo shop right across from the, the Four Seasons landscaping. Let's let's take a look. Uncle Cliff, he had a uh, had a call into the voter fraud hotline. Let's take a listen here. Pennsylvania, just across the street from the Four Seasons Landscaping Company, where your esteemed spokesperson, Mr. Rudolph Giuliani, gave a speech just a few short days ago. And I'm calling because uh, there's been some fraudulent activity, quite frankly, as it pertains to the uh, to the election, the 2020 election. I, uh, well, let's just, let me just be blunt here. I was doing my weekly inventory, as I always do, around the dildo shop. I, I go through every week, and I take inventory of all the dildos. I, uh, I make sure to count, and that we have all the, the correct number of colors, shapes, sizes, all the different styles of dildos, and I make sure that there are no discrepancies, uh, um, amongst my inventory. 
Well, I couldn't help but notice on Saturday that Mr. Giuliani happened to be browsing. He happened to be looking through my front window uh, of the dildo shop of Dougie's Discount Dildos. And he happened to be, uh, he was very wide-eyed and looking at some of the top shelf selections of some of the finest quality dildos that I have in stock. Uh, later on, I happened to notice that Mr. Giuliani, at the end of his press conference, he was lying on one of the piss-stained mattresses that are right back in the alley behind the dildo shop, and I, I noticed he was lying down and tucking in his pants. Uh, normally, I would think that he was doing a different activity, but based on a, a recent popular movie film sequel, uh, evidently that's the way that he tucks in his shirt into his pants. So I thought nothing of it until I was doing my inventory later that evening and noticed that I was four dildos short. My inventory was off by a total of four dildos. Now, I find that odd because not only did I see Mr. Giuliani tucking in his shirt into his pants uh, while lying down on a urine-stained mattress, but I also saw him uh, limping rather oddly back to his vehicle, almost like Frankenstein, if you catch my drift. So I would like uh, somebody to perhaps a representative uh, to call me back, an investigator, hopefully, who can come to uh, Dougie's Discount Dildos and we can we can talk this out and maybe uh, get an investigation underway and figure out what happened to those four missing dildos. I've checked all of the different colors and shapes of dildos, the white dildos, the black ones, the pinks, the purples, all the different colors, all the different sizes, the battery-operated dildos, every single one. They're all accounted for except for the four that were in the window display that Mr. Giuliani was gazing upon during uh, his visit on Saturday to Four Seasons Landscaping, which, of course, as you know, is not at all... Oh, no. Your message will be deleted unless you press three to save... Well, we'll save that message. Message sent. I hate that. Thank you for calling. Goodbye. Wish he gave you more well, time. don't worry, because I've, uh, I've got just a few more quick things that I need to say. And uh, make sure that we Thank get this taken care of at once. All of our agents are busy helping other callers. Well, they the better help me soon. Message. When you finish recording, I've got a real dildo caper on my hands. More options. I've got a yes. This is this is Uncle Cliff, Uncle Cliff Walmack, uh, the proprietor of Dougie's Discount Dildos, calling back. I previously left a message about the dildo discrepancy, the discount dildo discrepancy at Dougie's Discount Dildos uh, on Saturday when Mr. Giuliani, Mr. Rudy Giuliani, was visiting uh, the Four Seasons Landscaping, uh, which of course is not at all. Uh, in any way, shape, or form, like the Four Seasons Luxury host Hotel, uh, that I think there they was that was intended to be uh, set aside for that press conference. In any event, I have a dildo discrepancy. I have four missing dildos. I had those dildos in the window storefront display on Saturday morning, and then by Saturday afternoon, they were missing. I saw Mr. Giuliani lying on a urine-stained mattress, tucking in his shirt into his pants, and then limping rather odd and rather stiffly back to his car. Like, I would compare it, as I said before in the previous message, not unlike a Frankenstein. Uh, he looked like a Frankenstein limping back to the car. If you could call me, this is Uncle Cliff the proprietor of Dougie's Discount Dildos. We can get somebody on this investigation and figure out uh, this scandal at once and hopefully get to the bottom of the great dildo caper of 2020. Thank you again. This is Uncle Cliffy from Dougie's Discount Dildos, hoping that you'll call me back real soon so we can get to the bottom of this mess. Thanks. Bye. 
Uncle Cliff. Who knew he? Who knew he? But Uncle Cliff relocated to Philly. I mean, it's only been not that long—a couple months since we've heard from Uncle Cliff, and he relocated to Philadelphia. And now he's the proprietor of Dougie's Discount Dildos. Well, that's very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, Uncle Cliff had a call. By the way, it wasn't just Uncle Cliff. Uh, Cousin Cliff had a, had a bit of a caper on his hands as well. Let's take a listen here. I'll skip. I'll skip past the greeting. We've heard that uh, this is the Trump War Room, whatever the fuck. So let's just skip right to Cousin Cliff calling the uh, the War Room. Let's take a listen. was a brief one i was i was just taking a little break from work so or excuse me cousin cliff was taking a quick break from work so he didn't have a ton of time to to get into the the nuance and the detail of 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 why those magazines are so important uh and then finally grandma cliff grandma cliff called the uh the voter fraud hotline let's take a listen and see what thank you for the trump national war room well all of our agents are busy helping other callers. At the tone, please record your message. When you finish recording, you may hang up or press the pound key for more options. Yes, hello. Yes, hi. This is Grandma Cliff. That's Grandma Cliff Womack from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And I would like to report something terrible that happened that's very fraudulent and very unfair on Election Day. And that is... That so, there was theft on election day. My grandson Cliff stole my heart because he won't call me back, the son of a bitch. That little bastard, I call him every single day and I want to speak to him because he's my little baby boy, my little Cliffy boy, baby boy, butter boy, and he won't return my calls, goddammit. And I don't understand why. It's not fair. It's very, very unfair and sad. That's crooked Cliffy, my grandson Cliff. For, for he's named after me. I'm Grandma Cliff. The Womack family uh, holiday spectacular is coming up, and I need to know if he's going to come out to the to the uh, spectacular on Hilton Head Island, brought to you by uh, Nabisco Wheat Thins. Oh God damn it! Why don't you do something about this fraud? He stole my heart. That little goddamn bastard stole my heart. He's probably sitting at home right now, toggling his balls, doing God knows what. Okay, that's the fraud I want to report. Please do something as soon as possible. We need to crack this case wide open right now. That's Grandma Cliff. That's K-L-I-F. Grandma Cliff. Okay, thank you. Bye. There you go. The entire the entire family, the entire Womack, the entire Womack family. Uh, yeah, getting in on the prank call action. And now, now the voter fraud hotline has been has been shut down, has been terminated. Uh, there was another hotline I think you might like to hear. So let me just—I'll play the whole clip because I did this. 
the other day, and I think I have a little introduction on this clip. Let me see. So, uh, oh, yeah. so there's a new number to call, 202-567-7395. That's 202-567-7395 is the new voter fraud uh, Trump hotline. Hi, this is Donald Trump Jr. And my dad lost the election, but we're trying to, like, make him feel better <laughs> by saying there was a bunch of voter fraud and he didn't really lose. <laughs> so please, we have a message and, like, based on the voter fraud so my dad doesn't feel so bad about losing. <laughs> so we have a message after the payment days on the voter fraud, please. <laughs> Perfection. <laughs> oh man, it's so good. There's just this is like I mean it really it feels I know it's not, but it feels like a hilarious ending of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> everybody everybody around the world is celebrating. And uh I don't know, I guess all these the calls to the voter fraud hotline are like, I don't know. The Ewoks playing drums on the decapitated stormtroopers. I, I don't know. Are they decapitated or is it just their helmets? I've always liked to think that it was the decapitation because those Ewoks are so fucking just just vicious and horrible. Just just monsters. Uh, yeah, okay. So there you go. Voter fraud hotline. What fun. What a fun week. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. Be back with uh, with a little bit more here on the Birthday Boy Podcast before we close up shop for the week. Stick around, there's more to come. Welcome back to the Birthday Boy Podcast. <sighs> Got some mixed nuts. Oh, by the way, who is this? This is uh, Gypsy, Gypsy and the Cat with Fading Lines. So, last time I told you about the uh, the chestnuts that I purchased at Costco, thinking that they were something completely other than what they actually were. And, I don't know, I just, chestnut, I had pictured in my mind that it would be like a delicious honey roasted nut. I don't know, like chestnuts roasting. I think roasting, I think a, you know, roasted roasted nuts with sugar and things on them and just deliciousness and it was none of those things uh, but I did I did manage to find something at Costco and oh man it's a it's a big canister of it's basically the, the top the top four nuts you know my favorite nuts let's let's see uh, cashew obviously pistachio no question Pecan, for sure. And almond. Of course, I, I feel like a nut all the time. I love a good almond joy. Obviously, I love almonds. Almonds, cashews, pistachios, pecans. Those four nuts, the Mount Rushmore of nuts, have been put into a can and honey roasted. And it's it's everything I've ever wanted. It's all I've ever wanted. I just want to sit and eat nuts. I want to eat cashews. I want to eat pistachios. And now I've got them all in one canister, sweetened, honey roasted, 
Ugh. Listen, to that. My, my mouth is watering just talking about it. Anyway, so that's that's what's up. That's another look. What can I say? The week just has been, it's been a great week. You know? The last four years have been chestnuts. And this last week has been a, a can of honey roasted mixed nuts. It's been fantastic. Alright. Fade out the old gypsy cats here. Gypsy and the cat. Gypsy and gypsy and cat. Gypsy and the cat. Anyway. Uh However, Costco does have those delicious mixed nuts. But they don't have the churro anymore. You know, Costco Costco has the, the you know, what what do you call it? The, the the food court, I guess, for lack of a better term. Well, they've cleared out the picnic tables, the benches, everything like that. You can't sit for obvious reasons. You can't sit and eat. Uh, you got to have your mask on inside Costco. But by the way, I will say this too. Uh, the story about the uh, 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 returning the uh, well, the chestnuts and finding out that there was a guy in front of me talking on his phone with no mask. I I got a fucking uh, about a week ago, a little over a week ago. I, t- I came down with a fucking cold. And if I think about the timing, you know, they say. Uh, I don't know if this was COVID, and I, I went to sign up to have a free COVID test, but those fuckers are booked. And sorry, I'm not paying for a goddamn COVID test. I'm I'm going to get a free COVID test. And the one locally uh, was booked for the last two weeks. I mean, I guess I could try for, uh, I don't know. At this point, it's it's gone. It's it's like there's a slight lingering cough, but there's there's really nothing else. It really wasn't much of a cold. A little, little bit of a cough for a couple days. It didn't stop me from like... You know, I still f- felt fine. I sat at my desk here. I did work. I did, you know, I did my NFL picks last week. Had a PTO meeting on Tuesday. Uh, really, it really didn't didn't limit me in any way. I just, I just stayed home. That's that's about it. Uh, you know, I would I would bring a mask and go out for my my usual walks, which nobody is anywhere near me because I walk out on a, a sidewalk that's on a busy road that nobody uses, a sidewalk that nobody uses ever. It's just me. Uh, so it really wasn't much of anything. Uh, but I can tell you, if I'm thinking back, if, if, if they say, you know, go, go about two weeks from, you know, the time you, you, you showed symptoms, is that what they say? Two, two weeks when you start showing symptoms, that's it takes about two weeks to show symptoms of, of COVID, and I, I would assume other things. Boy, that that tracks me right back to standing in line behind that guy with no mask on, because there's I can't think of another goddamn thing. I don't. I mean, we we ha- I haven't left the house since March. Yes, I go for walks, and yes, I go to the grocery store, and all that stuff, and Costco, you know, the necessities. And we walk around Boston, which we've done a million times, but that's outside and it's not near anybody. So the only thing that I could possibly think of is just standing behind that that one son of a bitch at Costco and he's yapping away on the phone. Eh, but whatever. Whatever I did get, it was it was minor. And the kids had it for five minutes too. But, and of course it figures. It figures because I've been saying, hey, assholes, stop going out. Stay home. You're going to get sick. You're going to get other people sick. And, uh, you know, 
skipped a family vacation while I, you know, spent the summer watching people on their Facebook pages going on all these lovely vacations and having get-togethers and birthday parties with their kids, oh, at the pool and the neighborhood kids and all the friends and family and no masks and, oh, you're going to have a Thanksgiving. I'm not, eh, you know, it's it's probably going to end up, when this is all said and done, it'll probably be like two years will have passed uh, that I have not seen any friends or family. And everybody's out having a good time. And then, it's, so naturally, and this is, if anybody wants to know, like, you know, what it's like to be me, that is, that is how things go. <laughs> As I... <laughs> I'm going to sit here doing all the right things, watching everyone on the planet go out and be a fucking asshole, and then I'll, I'm going to be the one with COVID, which, let's be honest, I think I think anybody who had a, anybody who had a major cold back in January, February, March, I think we all had it at some point, at some point or another. Anyway, <clears throat> but whatever, that's the way it goes, I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch my my immediate family having fun little holiday get-togethers and their regular, you know, Sunday dinners and this, all the normal stuff, all the fun stuff. And we sit here and we're just, you know, we're just trying to ride this thing out. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's spoiler alert: I'm gonna be the one. I'm gonna be the one who gets fucking COVID and dies. Uh man, that's funny. It's funny. Ha <laughs> ha. Anyway, I love it. Go have your fucking Thanksgivings. Enjoy. Go do it. You know, some of us will stay home and uh, try to be responsible. And the rest of you, go have a nice fucking Thanksgiving. Get the whole 10 people. Get 20, 30. Pack them all in. Masks, schmasks. Who needs it? Just because you might not get sick. I mean, well, who cares? That's all that matters, right? Even though you might carry it on to somebody else. And if you spread it, you know, who knows where you and... Cousin Cliff and Uncle Cliff and Grandma Cliff and all the Cliffs. Think of all those Cliffs getting together on Hilton Head Island. Think of where all they go. You know, you got you get the one Cliff now at the dildo shop, Dougie's Discount Dildos up in Philly. You got Mouth Pleasures. You got, like, Hamburger Cliff, Cheeseburg, whatever the fuck his name is. All the Cliffs going out doing all these things. Mouth Pleasures, Broadcast Booth, Discount Dildos, Grandma Cliff and all her wheelings and dealings. And then they get together at that Hilton Head Island Holiday Spectacular. And then they hug and they kiss and they share the same bowl of chips and dip and eat the food and sing. sing you know, they have, I have a sing-song. We're going to have a sing-song. You know, they play Bibleopoly and all that stuff. You think about all those cliffs together, where they've where they've come from, where they've been, and then what they are bringing into that Holiday Island, Island Spectacular and breathing and spitting and singing all over each other and slobbering on their pumpkin pie. And then they leave the holiday spectacular and they go back to their regular lives and they go back to their office and this place and that place and the other place and they go to the grocery store and they go to the drug store and they go they get takeout and they go, oh, it's we could just have some little friends or just a couple friends over. It's a little bubble. It's no big deal. And then those friends now have the thing that they brought from the other guy from Winston-Salem from the holiday spectacular. They, but, you know, whatever. Well, don't let the government tell you what to do. Don't live in fear. Do you notice how the people who say don't live in fear are the ones who are, like, terrified that we're going into Nazi Germany with these mask mandates, that it's the equivalent of Nazi Germany? Meanwhile, you've had, like, actual Nazis in charge for the last four years, and they're like, eh. he just tells it like it is, that's all. And then the fucking, you know, the governors or the scientists or whoever wants you to put a mask on when you go out and not maybe limit family gatherings, maybe maybe do a low-key, 
you know, maybe don't have a Thanksgiving this year or have a very low-key Thanksgiving with only a couple close people that you see on a regular basis. Hey, tell us what to do. You won't tell me. I'll, don't live in fear, man. We're going to be in the Nazi Germany. We're just making a man. It's, it's the same guys. And they have the same ones with the whole arsenal of fucking assault rifles in their basement, too. I'm not living in fear. <laughs> Well, anyway, but whatever. I mean, we're yeah, we're not uh, we're not going south this year for the first time. The first time since we moved to New England, we won't be going to our our southern holiday spectacular this year. And uh, yeah, we're not we're not leaving. We're not going anywhere. It's probably going to be best case scenario. Maybe next summer. Yeah, maybe. Even that, I'm not so certain about. I mean, you know, traveling like three hours to go quarantine in a hotel for a week is no big deal. But if we were to go on our normal vacation, that's like a, it's, it's a, it's a several day trip with lots of stops for gas and bathroom breaks and hotel and food and this and that. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. And not just for myself, but for my family and for total strangers too. Anyway. So thanks, idiot, on the phone for forgetting your mask at Costco two weeks ago because you fucking, you killed me. You killed me. Listen to me. I'm on, I'm a death door. Anyway, at least I got those mixed nuts, man. It was worth it. It was fucking, seriously, I didn't even care last week getting over a, a little cough. And it was, it was a cough. The cough was bad for like, I don't know, a day maybe. Uh, sniffles, kind of. Not really. A sore throat. I think overnight I had a little sore throat in the middle of the night. That was about it. We run the humidifier. The warm weather probably helped a little too. But man, I just... I knock back that Zarbies. My Zarbies Naturals. I take the airborne uh, chewables for my immune system. Uh, I take a DayQuil during the day. I take a NyQuil at night. Man, boom. Looks like I just came out of Walter Reed. Uh, so anyway... Yeah, so you can't get the churros at Costco, though. That's a that's a favorite for the kids in particular. I mean, I love ch who doesn't love a churro? And the Costco churros are humongous. They're giant. Oh, they're just wonderful. And I went to you know I thought hey, I'll get a grocery run last night. I'll get a little treat for the kids. Get a couple of churros. Nah, that wasn't happening. They've got the touch screen. No more seats. No more tables. You got a touch screen, and the menu is limited to the the you know the Costco hot dog the the classic the signature giant hot dog that's like a buck 25 used to be at 99 cents but now it's anyway uh it's still a great deal and so you got the costco dog they've got pizza they've got the chicken bake which looks and sounds disgusting but everybody raves about the chicken bake i don't know it sounds awful and then uh and i think you could get the smoothies and that's it no churro and whatever else they used to have on there which i can't even I, I can't even remember what they had. Some other like pasta dish or something. I, I don't even know. But that's it. That's it. You get you get pizza. You get chicken bake, hot dog. Those those are your options and, and a drink. Not much else. Oh well, that's okay. Uh, I did want to tell you that I, I just finished season one of Servant on Apple Plus. I really like the Apple Plus has some pretty decent shows. I, I I'm gonna miss Quibi. I wish Quibi was sticking around. I'd love to see more from Quibi. I would love to see more of 50 States of Fright. 
I would love to see another show similar to Wireless, which I loved, uh, and a couple others, The Stranger and the uh, the Dangerous. I'd love to see another season of Dangerous Game, uh, Most Dangerous Game, whatever it's called. Those they had good shows, good good stuff. Reno Nine One One, it was good stuff. And anyways, Quibi's gone, and uh, so we've been you know, like I said, watched a lot of Shutter, some really good stuff on Shutter. I think I I, I mentioned that last week. Um, or a couple weeks ago in the Halloween episode. It wasn't really a Halloween episode, but... Uh, but yeah, I watched Servant on Apple+. Plus. I really like that. I haven't been able to get into the morning show. I watched the first two episodes, and it's just... I, I don't know. It's not as great as everybody says. Maybe it gets better. Uh, over the summer, I watched Defending Jacob on Apple+. Plus. That was quite good. And uh, and Servant, I've I've loved. I love Servant because it's got the character. The human characters are great, but this house that they live in is sort of its own character in a lot of ways. There's not much I can say without giving any kind of spoilers, but it's that's a worth a watch. I don't know, and and pretty much everybody everybody who has an iPhone or has you know if you purchase an iPhone, you get like I don't know, you get a bunch of free Apple Plus. There's there's so many. I don't think I've I haven't paid for Apple Plus and I've had it for a year. And they just, and then they they just emailed me and they said, "Hey, we're gonna give you three more months of Apple Plus." I'm like, "Okay, sounds good. I'll take it." Uh, but yeah, Servant, I really like that, and I've I've begun begun to rewatch uh, the first two seasons of Succession because I absolutely I don't rewatch shows ever. Uh, the Office, Simpsons, and Seinfeld, and Curb Your Enthusiasm because those are just uh, classics. Uh, Mad Men. I've watched over a couple of times, every every episode a few times. That's about it. Office and as far as modern shows, Mad Men and The Office. And uh, yeah, Succession is now on that list because it's just I watched it last year and it's just so goddamn good. I just I needed I needed it because I think they're only they're, they're about to start filming the third season, so it's going to be a good while before we get season three of Succession. So I just and I I'm just craving Succession. I love that show. So I went back and started on episode one again because those characters are just so unbelievably great. They won a bunch of Emmys, I think, yeah. Anyway, that's a good show. So Succession, we've been watching The Vow. Uh, I came home from a walk the other night and Kim had started watching it. I know nothing about it, nothing at all. I knew, I, I kept seeing this weird word that I didn't know how to pronounce which is Nexium, N-X-I-V-M. They use like the Roman V for the U, <clears throat> which is something that actually Nashua uses on their city hall. So it's N-A-S-H-V-A. -N -A -S -H -V -A. And people on the sounding board occasionally, how come they spelled it wrong? Why Why won't they fix that? I mean, it's the city hall in Nashua. I mean, wow, it's embarrassing. Yes, that's that's the embarrassing part. Genius. Anyway, so this uh, Nexium, this cult, takes place, and I guess I kind of knew this. I heard this somewhere. These fucking this fucking sex cult with like sex trafficking, led by this fucking geeky little freakazoid douchebag, who every time he shows up on screen, you want to punch him in the face, and you wonder like how, like I couldn't I couldn't start a cult. I'm a pretty I'm a fairly likable guy. I can't convince anybody to do anything ever. So I can't start a cult. And then this this ugly little 
bearded geek, nerd loser, who's he's very smart. He went to RPI, smart guy, blah blah blah. He just like starts this cult, and he's talking about all this bullshit, and every people just like they just sink their hooks into it. It's crazy. I mean, and there's like consultants out there who get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to come up with these crappy like internal marketing campaigns for i was on a call the other day these this company came up with you know they paid a consultant to come up with this acronym and it was spicy s-p-i-c-y for like their internal culture i'm like you paid this guy hundreds of thousands or the firm hundreds of thousands of dollars to come up with this fucking horrible acronym like why there's so many idiots out there that are so successful with like nonsense and then you got these cult leaders who are like they get hundreds of people, thousands of people to join the they had like branches of this Nexium, which like it started in Clifton Park, New York. Like what the fuck? There's nothing in Clifton Park, New York. There's chain restaurants and houses. That's Clifton Park. That's it. That's it. And uh and this guy just in a little suburban little street in Clifton Park, just hey, you know what? I'll just start this cult. And then they were like branded women, literally branded them with a branding iron and like had sex, underage craziness. Anyway, uh, I, I, I sat down to watch it with her because I just wanted to see if they showed uh, scenes of Clifton Park. Made me, you know, homesick. <laughs> now, I'm not from Clifton Park, I'm from Burn Hills, but Clifton Park, I mean, that's, you know, same thing, right? My grandparents lived in Clifton Park. It's, it's it's right next door. You're from Burn Hills, you're from Clifton Park, you're from Clifton Park, you're from Burn Hills. It's, it's all kind of the same. Clifton Park, though, is like the big city compared to Burn Hills. Ooh. They have a Blockbuster video. Oh, if only we could just go to Clifton Park and rent videos at Blockbuster. My parents would never allow it. It was too far away to go to a Blockbuster. But it's but it's right there. Can't we just go? We rent a video. We're going we're gonna to be at Grandma and Grandpa's house like five times this week, probably. We could just, one of those nights, can't we just return the videos? Anyway, it was a big city. Clifton Park was a big city compared to uh, compared to Burn Hills. But it's so funny to, to see, like, you know, aerial shots of Clifton Park and Albany and then see, like, yeah, these Hollywood actors. One of the girls, uh, well, one of the, the, I think she was she was one of the, the Asian girl from Battlestar Galactica. She was the wasn't she a Cylon? She was a Cylon. Anyway, she was in this cult, traveling to Albany, traveling to Clifton Park. The the girl who played young Aunt Veru in the uh, the Star Wars prequels was heavily involved in this thing. It's so strange. It's so crazy. Uh, and it's right there, just right, right, right off Route Nine in Clifton Park. This fucking huge Nexium sex cult. Just right there. I mean, crazy. I was I was walking dogs in those neighborhoods the brief year that I was a dog walker while this sex cult was going on. Uh, I just don't have enough drive and ambition. That's why I'm walking dogs and this guy's leading a sex cult. Yeah, really, we haven't gotten into the really dark stuff yet, though. That's, I'm, I'm probably making light of something that's going to end up being just unbelievably just beyond horrendous that I don't know about, but... Yeah, it's, I guess it's, I guess it's worth watching. It's not really, it's not really that interesting. It's just, you know, how many, you can kind of watch 
maybe watch the first two episodes and then skip to the last episode. I don't know. We've only we've watched three or four. I don't know how many there are. But yeah, it's, it's there it is Clifton Park, home of the sex cults. <laughs> but it's just it's just mind blowing to see this little geek, this little turd that you would look. He's a guy that I would see. And I'd be like, fuck off. I want nothing to do with you, you fucking wiener. And everybody's just like, yeah. It's weird. It's weird how people 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 buy into lots of shit. Especially in America. I don't know. Maybe because, like, we're just as citizens, we're treated so poorly. Like, we don't get just general, you know, living wage, a universal basic income, you know, certain things that would be nice. Healthcare and time off every year that's guaranteed and just kind of the quality of life so maybe people are just so sad that they're just looking for anything because because it's so joyless sometimes being an american <laughs> although there are many many much worse countries and I'm, I'm very happy to be here but i don't know what it is it seems like i don't know do they have do they have a lot of these cults in these other countries it doesn't seem like it, it certainly doesn't seem like it but they have them here, and this little wiener was leading a big one, and you just see him, and you're just, and then it's, you know, you hear the, the footage and the stories of these people and how they got kind of suckered in, and I'm like, man, this is, this is the kind of shit that I'm like, as soon as anything that even remotely cultish happens in my day-to-day, -day, I'm out, I'm done. And the closest thing was, you know, maybe some of the sales, you know, working Sales jobs like uh, selling Cutco knives. That's kind of a cult. That's a weird one. That's a weird group. I don't know if it's still like that. I'm sure it is. You know, sales jobs are like that because you, you have to be fucking weird to be in sales. And you have to be even weirder to be good at it. And sales sucks and I hate it. And I, you know, they think that just because you can, can be comfortable talking to people that you're good at sales. Like, no, I'm not. I'm terrified. And I'm not comfortable talking to people. I can pretend to be comfortable talking to people. Anyway. Yeah, I guess, you know, the vow is, is something it's interesting to see, especially for us, those of us from the upstate area, from Burn Hills, Clifton Park, Saratoga, Albany area, to see, uh, to watch this shit. Like, wow, this was all happening. Just, what, in the last uh, 10 or 15 years. Up until, up until like, just two years ago. Anyway, the, yeah. It's, it's crazy. All right. Uh, I'm going to take another break, and then uh, we'll get ready to wrap it up. For realsies. All right. Stick around on the Birthday Boy Podcast. This is not very hard rocking. Larry Pink the Human might delete later is the name of this on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Oh, man. I'm ready for... I'm ready for the weekend. You know, I always say that, and then the weekend gets here, and I don't know what to do. I mean, I, video games... That's honestly it, though. Video games, TV. Outside of that, I don't, I don't know what to do. 
and I'm like, ah, I need more structure. I, I wish it was Monday so I could get back to my more regimented schedule. And then Monday gets here, and I'm like, ah, fuck. Anyway, let's, uh, yeah, well, I was going to say something about that. Oh, right, speaking of, uh, I wonder what Aunt Carolyn is doing with her time. I should text her. I'm sure Aunt Carolyn will be listening to this. Aunt, Aunt Carolyn has become a loyal, faithful listener to the Birthday Boy podcast, along with Uncle Pete. Maybe even more so than Uncle Pete. I don't know. But Aunt Carolyn is, is quick to comment and provide feedback, and I greatly, very much appreciate it. And now that Aunt Carolyn is retired as of October 31st, uh, hopefully she can go back and listen to every single episode of the Birthday Boy podcast as a way to dive headfirst into the wild new adventure that is retirement. Anyways, yeah. Happy retirement, Aunt Carolyn. I hope it's, I hope it's going well the first uh, week or so. First two weeks, actually. I guess it's been... Wow, it's two weeks ago was the last day for you. That's crazy. I hope it's going well. I think that's 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 different though. When I get to the week that's the thing. When I get to the weekend, I'm like, I don't I don't feel like I can just relax. Cause I know that once I if I start to really I'm I'm afraid of enjoying the weekend too much. Because then once Sunday night gets here Monday morning, I'm gonna be so bummed out. So I'd rather just have the weekend kinda be like not that great. So that I don't, it doesn't bother me as much to get back to work on Monday. So, but I know if I was retired, that would be different. Because then I could, you know, if I have a pension and or 401k or some kind of, you know, savings or something where I've, I've, I'm good, everything's good, benefits, health insurance, paycheck, it's all coming in, debts are gone, I just can kick back and enjoy. Then I know I, I, I'm like... F Knowing that I don't have to go back at all, then I could really just veg out and relax and really, I could, I could really, I can really relax when I need to. It just doesn't happen very often. I don't know. Once in a great while. At the begin, at the very beginning, maybe of a long weekend or a vacation, maybe, sometimes. But usually, most of my vacations, the beginning of a vacation is a very long drive somewhere, so, yeah. And I was just—I just realized I haven't had a paid vacation. It's been—it'll be two years this December, so that's fun. We did have the Norway trip last year, but it was—you know—I wasn't. When I say vacation, it's like vacation time that I have accrued and that I take off and that I get paid to not work. Which it's been almost two years since I've had a salaried position. So, yeah, if I don't work, I don't get paid. So the trip to Norway last year was great. But there was no paycheck waiting for me after that, which sucked. And uh, before that, yeah. <clears throat> I guess, yeah, December. And then before that, there was no... I mean, last year we went... Yeah, I mean, a couple trips to Charlotte in 2019 in April and then December. But I was working that whole week, both of those times. Myrtle Beach last summer, I was working. Other than 4th of July in the middle of the week. I was sitting... As you recall, I did podcasts from the fucking hotel. And on the on the beach itself... I was, that was, those were just full work days and then a little, you know, enjoyment at night of the beach and some other things. But, uh, yeah. So if I had to think back, I guess, yeah, I guess Christmas of 2018 was the last time that it was, 
I had left the job. I guess I really didn't get, I mean, I guess technically I did get paid. I just got a payout for my vacation time, but either way. And then before that, I don't know. I really don't know. I've, I guess I've used time. I can't even think. I can't think of the days that I've taken off. Camping. Summer of 2018, we went camping. No, that was set 2017. Okay. Oh, man. April of 2017, I took a week off and didn't go anywhere. So it's it's been a while. There haven't been many vacations for the birthday boy. I would I would like for that to change at some point. I would like to actually have a like time off and I get paid. That'd be nice. I miss those days. I also miss health insurance. I miss that too. <laughs> oh man, good fun, good fun. It's it's not it's at least there's not like a global pandemic or anything. So who needs health benefits when America's healthy? The whole world is as healthy as it's ever been. Oh man! All right, I gotta wrap it up. But first, you know what? <sighs> well, I think you do know. I think you know. Ah, uh, yes, <laughs> it's NFL time. Let's take a look at. Let's talk about Week Nine first. Oh my God, what a disaster for me! I was six and seven. I think that's. I, I think there's been maybe one other time where. I was under 500. I was under 50% of my... Less than 50% of my picks were correct. I don't know what happened last week, but... Uh, yeah, it wasn't good. Wasn't good. Not a good week. Uh, a couple things I got right. Well, Green Bay beat San Francisco. I had that one. Tampa Bay. Oh, boy. Boy, they did They did not beat New Orleans. No, they did not. 38-3. to God that was bad. I mean, but hey, when when the New England Patriots uh, Southern Edition is not doing well, the New England Patriots Northern Edition is, uh, I wouldn't say they're doing well, but they won at least against the Jets. I mean, if they, if Cam Newton and the Patriots lost to the Jets on Monday Night Football, I mean, that's it. Season's over. This gives like a teensy-weensy little glimmer of hope. I still, you know, they're still not that good <laughs> really at all, I don't think. I'm just not good. I mean, if you come to the last seconds and you're you win by three against the Jets, I don't know. And the, and the and the Patriots. I mean, if that was their only outing like that, I'd say yeah, it's fine. You know, everybody has a bad day. I mean, look at the look at the Miami miracle. What two years ago? That was that was that was when uh, you know the Dolphins was like no time left on the clock, and the Dolphins uh, ran a touchdown. I think they ran it. I don't know. Yeah, they were. They were. They ran, and Gronk couldn't even get it. Was it was a weird. Was it an intercept? I think it was a it was a pick six, wasn't it? And Gronk was trying to tackle, and he couldn't. Everybody was trying to tackle, and the, anyway, and the Dolphins won, and uh, and then the Patriots went on. and They won the Super Bowl a couple months later. So like Miami Miracle, nobody's nobody gives a shit about the Miami Miracle, but all that matters is the Patriots went on and beat the Rams later that year in the Super Bowl. And I only say that because, you know, sometimes those games, it's like, oh, my God, wow, they just, the Dolphins are terrible and they beat the Patriots. What the hell happened? What's happening here? And it's no big deal because, you know, you, you win some, you lose some. But this year's version of the Patriots is uh, they're, they're losing more than some. Whether they've won three now, they've won three. Eh. You know. Eh. 
Anyways, so so great. I was right about the, the Patriots. They beat the Jets, so I got that one. And boy, was I wrong about Tampa Bay. They lost to the Saints. The Denver Broncos, I picked those idiots against Atlanta. That didn't happen, but it was close. Here's silver lining, if there is one. I think most of my picks that went south, it was only by very small, very small margins here, by like a, by one scoring, you know, a, a touchdown or maybe a, a, a three-point differential. So, okay. So except for the Tampa Bay thing, they just got completely obliterated. Denver lost to Atlanta, 34 to 27. So it's a difference of a touchdown. Seattle lost to the Buffalo Bills by 10 points. So it was a little more than a touchdown. And I, we can say now that the Bills, uh, that seems to be a real deal team. I think. <laughs> I, I never I never want to claim the Bills as a legitimate real deal team unless they're winning the Super Bowl, which is, uh, you know, we're still, we're still holding our breaths on that one. Uh, and the Seahawks are really good. But then are they really good? Because when the Patriots came within a, you know, a goal line, you know, inches of beating the Seahawks, when Cam Newton got stopped centimeters from the goal line back in September, we thought, wow, man, these Patriots are really good. They're really, they really, you know, nobody was angry at Cam Newton. Nobody was angry at the Patriots. Like, man, you guys, you, you, you went up against one of the best teams and they stopped you. And uh, the, the Patriots are not, Patriots are not a good team this year. And maybe the Seahawks are not as good as we thought they were. I don't know. But either way, look, the Bills beat them. That's a big win for the Bills. That's huge. They're doing well. Whether that holds up in December or January, we'll see. But they're doing well right now. So good good for them. Whatever. Tennessee beat Chicago 24-17. I was wrong about that. Again, difference of a touchdown. Kansas City beat Carolina. Got that one. Uh, Minnesota wins their big-time matchup against the Detroit Lions. By a decent amount, by two, two, about thirty-four to twenty. So we got that one. Washington loses to New York, twenty-three to twenty. The Giants, what's that? Oh, man, Giants are really coming up in the world as of late. Still not good, but they're you know beating the beating the Washington football team by three points. So I had that one wrong. Jacksonville. I mean, this was a toss-up. It's like I don't know. Just pick one. I could have flipped a coin. I probably should have picked Houston, but I picked Jacksonville, and Jacksonville lost by two points. So. It's two irrelevant teams, and Houston won. All right, so I had that one wrong. <clears throat> Las Vegas Raiders beat the uh, the Clippers. I, I want to call them the Clippers now because it says LAC. It used to be it used to be the San Diego Chargers. It say SD. So I said, okay, it's the San Diego Chargers. Now it says LAC. And in basketball, LAC always stands for the Clippers. So I want to call them the Clippers. Stop moving teams. You don't need it. Los Angeles had no teams. Now they've got 57 teams. Now they've got every team. Is Dallas going to move there? The Los Angeles Cowboys? The Los Angeles Dolphins? The LA Bills? Who else is going to move? Come on, it's enough. Anyway, so San Diego, or Los Angeles Chargers, they lost to Las Vegas. This used to be Oakland and San Diego. Now it's Las Vegas and, and Los Angeles Chargers. It's, it's very annoying. But either way, the Raiders beat the Chargers. That's what we'll say. Uh, Pittsburgh beat Cowboys 24-19. Did I have that? I did have that. Arizona lost to Miami. I almost picked Miami. Didn't. Shoulda. Shoulda. Didn't. Difference of three. It was a, you know, it's a close game. Good late games, I thought. I liked the late games last week. Uh, man, I just, uh, and, and then of course the Patriots beat the Jets and New Orleans destroyed Tampa Bay on Sunday Night Football. Uh, so I went six and seven. I had six right, seven wrong. Not great. Not so great for the birthday boy. 
uh, for Johnny the Greek. Um, what was I just saying about football? Yeah, I have not been into football this year. Just haven't. And I thought, well, is it because Tom Brady's gone and the Patriots are not that good? Nah, because when the Patriots were winning, I was still watching and just, I didn't care. I just don't care. There's something, cause, and it's not, and the Patriots won last week. I watched that game at the end, and I just, I didn't care. I just didn't care. I didn't care that they won. I didn't care if they lost. I don't know. Maybe because there's bigger shit going on than football. So, like, who gives a fuck? I really miss the NBA. They're coming back on December 22nd. I'm really happy about that. Uh, I can't wait. I cannot wait for the NBA to be back. I'm, I really have missed the NBA for the very short amount of time that they've been gone. Only since It's only been a month. I think it's been exactly a month. It was the 11th. October 11th was the, the game six. Anyway, so we only have to wait a little bit, about five weeks left or so until the NBA returns. And I'm thrilled. I'm just thrilled. I don't know. There's something about football. I can't get into college football. There were some good games. Was it last weekend or the week before? Maybe it was the, it was the weekend before, I think. Some really good, like, top-ranked teams, good close games, overtimes, all this stuff. And I don't give a shit. This is usually, like, this is what I wait all year for. And I'm just glued to football on Saturdays and Sundays. I don't care, man. I just don't care. Maybe because, like, maybe because the last four years there's been too many, like, culty things happening in in our country. And football is very, has a very cult-like following. People just... People who you never even know, don't talk about sports, don't mention sports, nothing about sports ever, except during football season. Then all of a sudden, they're they're rabid about the the football teams and posting things on their Instagram stories about so and so team wins. This team, let's go, such and such team, and that's fine. Being excited about a team is fine. I don't care about that. But I, there's just something I don't know. There's something that I've just found as of late to be off-putting about football, and I can't quite put my finger on it. Anyway. It's not going to stop me from picking games, though. So here we are with week 10. Because I'm want to. i trying to get myself into football. I'm trying to, like, you know, get out of the funk. And I, and I did kind of enjoy football. Look, I enjoyed football probably the most last weekend. So, I mean, that tells you everything. They announced officially on Saturday that there's a new president. And then on Sunday, I actually kind of enjoyed football for the first time in a while. So, but that's... But, you know, I've enjoyed football... You know, last season and the season before and the season before. I don't know. Maybe it was just the stress of waiting to finally fucking get a, you know, a president who's not a giant racist fucking knob. And uh, officially having that announcement, maybe, you know. It was a good Saturday, that's for sure. Anyway, what do we have here? Thursday night. Well, Thursday night has come and gone. I would have gotten that wrong. I'm going to be ethical here and tell you. I would have picked the Tennessee Titans. And I would have gotten that wrong. Indianapolis defeated Tennessee last night. Not that it matters. It's really a, it's a moot point. Here's one. Houston at Cleveland. I'm going to go with Cleveland. I keep picking Cleveland. It's, you know, eventually it's going to come back and, and bite me in the ass. But I'm picking Cleveland. Washington at Detroit. Hmm. I'm going to go with Detroit. I'm just, you know, I got to stop. I've picked Washington a couple of times. I don't know why. They're dreadful, but uh, Detroit's not so great either, but they're good enough. I'm going to pick Detroit. Jacksonville at Green Bay. Oh, this would be the upset of the fucking millennium if Jacksonville wins this. I'm going with Green Bay for sure. Philadelphia at New York. I'm not taking any chances here. I'm going to go with Philadelphia. Tampa Bay at Carolina. 
Most people after last week's performance would say, go pick Carolina, I'm, I think. I'm, I would assume they would say that. Uh, I'm not one of those people, and I'm going to pick Tampa Bay. Because I think they're going to, you know, there's one thing that Tom Brady does. He comes back from humiliation, and, uh, and he, you know, he, it's very rare that he's humiliated two weeks in a row. Although, although I feel like that has happened. Let me see. Did they lose two? No, they haven't. They have not lost two weeks in a row. They have lost to the Saints two times. They've already beaten the Panthers. I, man, uh, they, they're probably going to split that. I'm probably going to regret this, but I am going with Tampa Bay because I think they're going to come back from last week's. I don't think they're going to lose two in a row. I think they're going to they're going to get they're going to get shit done. Las Vegas, Denver Broncos at Las Vegas Raiders. Man, who's who do I like there? I don't know. The Raiders are five and three, and the Denver Broncos are not five and three. That's they're three and five. I got to pick the Raiders, right? Eh. It's a reluctant pick, but I'm going with the Raiders. Los Angeles at Miami. I'm definitely going to take Miami on that one uh, against the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego. One, two, three, four, five. There's six afternoon. There's six late games on Sunday. You never see that. I know it's all COVID. You know, the schedules are just topsy-turvy because of COVID. But usually it's three, maybe four, and once or twice a season you get five late afternoon games, games that start after 4 o'clock. It's usually like 8 to 10 one o'clock games, and then like anywhere from two to five late games. There are there are actually more late games than there are early games. I don't know if has that ever happened. I don't think that's ever happened. I'm sure some maybe some weird circumstance in the history of the NFL has uh, caused that. But one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, there's five early games. Two, four, five, six, six late games. Anyway, so that's there's going to be a lot of games in the evening to watch. I'm going to go with Miami. Buffalo at Arizona. Oh, man. God, is Buffalo going to is, is Buffalo gonna pull out another win against the NFC West? They had a big one, of course. God, they, they, beat the, they beat the Rams. They beat the Seahawks. They just keep beating the NFC West, don't they? They sure do. Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen this time. I, I'm going to go with... Uh, I know I'll regret this, but I'm going with Arizona. Sorry, Buffalo. Seahawks at Rams. Boy, Seahawks. I'm going to go... Somewhat reluctantly, I'm going with Seattle. San Francisco at New Orleans. Something tells me I should take San Francisco, but I can't. I can't do it. New Orleans, man. Drew Brees. They seem to be doing it as of late. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. I got to I got to take an upset somewhere in there but I can't I'm not going to go with Cincinnati. That's crazy. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. I'm just going the easy route here. I'm not taking any chances. I'm not going crazy with anything. I don't think. And then Baltimore at New England. Boy, do I want New England to win. Boy. Boy oh boy. Oh man. You know what? There's my upset. There it is. There's the if you want an upset pick. That's not that's not expected. I don't think anybody's expecting New England to win this game against Baltimore. But there you go. There's my upset pick for the week. And then we go on to Monday Night Football. Minnesota at Chicago. Yeah, Minnesota's been, uh, you know, they've been hanging in there as of late. Uh, man. I, I, have the Vikings, the Vikings and the uh, and the Bears have not played each other yet. So we don't know. We don't know what they look like against each other. <sighs> uh, do I go with the Bears? I feel... 
Oh, I feel like I should go with the Vikings, but I'm nah, I'm going to go with Chicago. I'm going to take Chicago. So there you go. Tennessee, which has already happened, so I lost that one. Got that one wrong. It was Indy. I'm taking Cleveland. I'm taking Detroit. I'm taking Green Bay. Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, Las Vegas, Miami, Arizona, Cardinals, Seattle, Seahawks, New Orleans, Saints, Pittsburgh, New England, and Chicago. And those are my picks. My picks of the week. Week 10. All right, we're back. As you could possibly tell, the whole NFL segment just there was... That was pre-recorded. I recorded that earlier today on my phone when I thought that that was probably going to be another another week of no podcast and just football stuff. So, I don't know. Those are my picks. It's everyone's favorite segment. Yes, I know. I know. <laughs> this is Arch Enemy. Everything. Everything, everything. Arch Enemy. Okay. Well, anyway. I think it's time to wrap, wrap it up. I don't think I have anything else, do I? No. Yeah, it's all good. Oh, what a week it's been. What a week it'll continue to be. And hopefully a nice weekend. Anyway, it was nice to have those 70s. I actually did appreciate As much as I want fall to get here, I I was happy to have the 70s at the time that we had them. You know, recovering from a cold and all that stuff. It was nice to get out, get you know, sweat this thing out, get in my steps, get in my miles. Shed those pounds, baby. Pound, pound. All right. So I think it's about time to go. I don't have a cliff call for you because I've just played you like several cliff calls earlier. So those are the cliff calls for the week. And uh, yeah, we'll be back. I don't know when. I never know. And I apologize. I wish I did. I wish I had a more regular schedule to just sit down and do some podcasting. Uh, but I'm I'm going to keep... <laughs> you'll get NFL picks... <laughs> <laughs> at least once a week, I can tell you that much. Uh, and then another podcast, I don't know, as soon as possible. That's what I can tell you, as soon as possible. Oh, I did I did want to mention it was strange. We did go trick-or-treating this year. Well, shit, that's probably where we got, that's probably where we all got sick. It was fucking Halloween. Even though it was only, I only got sick like, we only got sick like two, three days later. Eh, anyway. There was one lady though. Everybody was very sweet. They did this. They did the masks, social distancing. Uh, a lot of people didn't have, you know, don't go to, don't go to the door. They set up tables at the end of the driveway, so you could just okay. You want a bag of chips? You can have a bag of chips. You want a bag of candy? There's candy, you know, all this stuff. And one lady, very sweet old lady. Uh, she had a whole, you know, a whole thing that you know you get in line and here's. You can have a bag of chips or pretzels. Okay, that's nice. And then you can take a candy. Oh, that's nice. And then a big bowl of fruit. A big, 
a big open bowl of fruit. And she wasn't wearing a mask. She was just, and she was standing basically over the fruit the whole time. Come on, make sure you take a fruit. I've got apples. I'm like, of course you have apples. You you know, couldn't be bananas or something that you could peel. I guess she did have oranges. You know, I'm just saying, she did have a Trump sign too. If I had seen that first, I would have skipped it. Uh, not because I'm not going to take candy from my, my political uh, <laughs> opposites, but because uh, I figured, okay, well, if you have a Trump sign, there's probably going to be something stupid happening here. And sure enough, there was. But at this point, we're already in the line, and I'm not going to, you know. So I, I said, listen. I just said to the kids, like, listen, humor the old lady. You take the apple or the whatever, and then we're going to, you know, we're going to toss this thing. And the, this thing is going, there's only one place this fruit is going, and that's in the garbage, which is what I would normally say. <clears throat> this is where it belongs, the garbage. Candy belongs in your in your stomach. Fruit belongs in the trash. Only kidding. I love fruit. I had uh, I have my berry medley every day with delicious red grapes, blackberries, blueberries, strawberries. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. I love bananas. I love apples. But uncovered fruit on the table of some old lady with the Trump sign. And she's not wearing a mask. The only person handing out candy not wearing a mask. It was a whole bunch of stuff that if we had, if I had just, by the time it all clicked of what is like, oh my God, it's an old lady with no mask standing over an open bowl of fruit with a Trump sign. (sighs) Whatever. We're here. We'll take your candy. We'll take your wrapped candy and chips. And yes, okay. Thank you, old lady. Just like I would take shit from my grandmother's house when she was alive, and I would go over there every week for dinner when I lived 10 minutes down the road from her back in the day, and I would leave with just a, basically just an armful of her garbage, of like magazines and things that I really had no need for, and just crap that she would order from the publisher's clearinghouse, you know, I had like a different flashlight every week, a new flashlight from publisher's clearinghouse, (laughs) just a bunch of other stuff, Johnny, why don't you take last week's newspapers so you can read it and get, catch up on the news? Okay, Grandma, I'll take the newspaper. Uh, but anyway, it was kind of like that. You know, this old lady. Take a chip, take a candy. Okay, that's thank you. What well, make? Don't forget your fruit. You have to take a fruit. You can't have the candy. You got to take a fruit. Well, okay. Why the fuck are you handing out fruit anyways? Pandemic or not? Don't do this fruit shit on Halloween. Don't ruin Halloween with fruit. Nobody eats fruit. on. You shouldn't even be eating. You shouldn't be anywhere near fruit on Halloween. Anyway. That was it. That was the only dum-dum. Uh, the rest of them, yeah, everybody had masks on. Everybody, yeah, it was all good. We only hit a handful of houses. Maybe I've already said this on last week's podcast. I don't remember. I don't recall. It was very, what was very strange is we had a big snowstorm the day before and we got like three to five inches of snow the day before Halloween and it was very cold. And so the next day, most of that snow was still there. And so we went trick or treating and it was like, I don't know. It was in the thirties. I believe I could have that wrong. I was very, everybody was very cold. I said, listen, we're going to go down the one street and we're going to go up the other street and we're out of here. And we're going to hit maybe like five houses on each street, maybe. And that's about what we did. Maybe we got a dozen houses. Pretty good haul for a, a, a handful of houses. But we picked the ones that looked, other than the other than the fruit lady, 
that was the only one I, I would have just kept going. Uh, everybody else, you know, very safe, very smart, you know, doing all the right things. And, uh, and so that was it. But, you know, look, I've got an 11-year-old and a 9-year-old. And so the uh, the window is closing. They they both very very emphatically have told me that they plan to trick or treat next year, which I I totally believe. Um, certainly the youngest and probably the oldest. Eh, but after that, I mean, you know, the oldest one's going to be in sixth grade. The youngest one's going to be in fifth grade. Eh, I think fifth grade. Did I go? I don't think I went trick or treating in sixth grade. I think fifth grade was the end for me. I think, you know, elementary school was the last of a lot of things. So, ah, what can I say? We went out. There weren't many people on the street. Everybody did the, the right thing, the safe thing. And whatever candy we got, I mean, I don't think they've still touched that candy. <laughs> That's two two weeks been sitting in the bag. I don't think anybody's <laughs> we're letting the candy quarantine for two weeks before we touch it. And the fruit is, is long gone in the trash. Anyway, all right, it's time to go. Right, it's time to be done. Um, yeah, so my only point was Halloween, it felt like Christmas because there was snow everywhere. Snow and Halloween decorations, and it was freezing. Last year on Halloween, we went to Boston, and it was like 80 degrees. I had the air conditioning on that day. But then I, I almost had the air conditioning on for the last week, so it's, it's crazy. We had a snow blizzard. Well, not a blizzard. We had a three to five inches of snow. And then, uh, and then, like an eight-day stretch where it was in the in the high seventies until like two days ago. But that's twenty twenty for you. Twenty twenty is just one a three hundred and sixty-five day middle finger. <laughs> oh man! Ooh, Tiger Woods five shots off the lead in the Masters. Isn't that nice? All right, it's time to go. It's almost two hours, and uh, I'm out of here. I hope you had a great week. I hope you will have a great week next week. I hope whatever happens between now and the next time that we chat here on the Birthday Boy Podcast, I hope great things happen. I hope it's all lovely. I hope it's all very nice. Uh, and uh, remember, tell your friends about the Birthday Boy Podcast, please. Uh, you, you can get it on Apple. Subscribe on Apple uh, Podcasts. Spotify. You can follow us on Spotify, on uh, iHeartRadio, and now on Stitcher. Yeah, we're on Stitcher officially and google and every every other goddamn place where you can get a podcast you can just just type in birthday boy podcast there's no other podcast called birthday boy podcast it's so easy tell your friends they don't have it, it doesn't require like a degree you can just type it in you have a phone you have a computer you have something with internet type in birthday boy podcast and you can get it so tell your friends and family to do that and uh, oh and i appreciate by the way speaking of aunt carolyn she told one of her co- co-workers about the podcast which i love I don't know if he, maybe he's listening. Hey, Aunt Carolyn's co-worker, if you're listening, thanks for listening. And to everybody else who's been listening since the beginning, who joined somewhere in the middle, who's listening for the first time, thank you for listening. I hope you keep listening, keep subscribing, and like, and five stars, and all that stuff, and tell everybody you know. And uh, yeah, keep this thing going. It's good fun uh, for me, and I hope it's good fun for you too. I hope you enjoy. I hope you enjoy it. I do. I don't know. Uh... Yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, and remember, uh, everybody, uh, positivity is for uh, idiots and morons and assholes. But uh, kindness matters. Kindness does matter. It really, it really does. Be nice. Be fucking nice. Yeah, uh, you know, that's all. All right, gang. Take it easy. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time back here 
right here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Until then, this is Johnny Boy saying so long, everybody. Later, Gators. Gators.